Hello and welcome to the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Oh, that's right. He's moved into state. Well, we move on to Australia's number one <laughs> Mitch Marsh fan and our guru. Welcome, Alex. Hello, fellas. Hello, Alex. Hello, Alex. <laughs> uh, we also welcome now the man who said Shane Watson modelled his game on. Hello, Mick. Hello, and well done to my man Watto, because I saw a picture of him on Facebook in the IPL carrying on, so I assume he did something well. So good on you, Watto. Oh, yeah. oh, good good on him. Did he have a jumper <laughs> tied around his neck? <laughs> no, he did not. No, <laughs> we we, uh, we had to talk about that, and he, he's not allowed to do that anymore. Oh, Watto didn't get the memo, but... <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Why? Yes. Why do people think that's, what, that's all the more reason why they're just stuck in their own bubble if they think uh, that looks good or that's a good decision to do? It, just, it was that sort of weather. It's autumnal, you know. You're not thinking it's as hot <laughs> as it's Sydney cold. Sydney or wherever it was. Probably yeah, 35 yeah. degrees. Yeah, it's autumn yeah. like with a sprinkling of wanker. Yeah. <laughs> sprinkling of not anywhere near like the person he grew up as. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's fucking bogey. Yeah. 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 It's a... funny because... That's exactly the same outfit he was wearing at the walkabout. <laughs> and he's actually getting sick of people getting stuck into him for having a jumper tied around his shoulders. That's why he snapped and punched him. But that, that never came out. Yeah. This is a Big Blood production brought to you by our Tier 1 sponsors for 2018. The Wacker Ground, sun in your eyes since 1975. <laughs> Ritz Diablo, poor man's Yoho Diablo, gateway uh, <laughs> drunk to fire twirling. Uh, Snakeboard, discating kneecaps since 1990, Pyramid Bank, Channel 31, and we got them again, the new new ones. We've got Dot Matrix Printing Company and the Tractor Paper Company. <laughs> yep, two new sponsors, good guys down there at the uh, Dot Matrix Printer Co. That's it. And don't forget Tractor Paper. Tractor Paper Company. Tractor Paper Company and Sons. (laughs) And Sons. Yeah. Ah, well, we got through that. Now, let's get stuck into the first topic, and that is national team talk. And uh, our last podcast was just after the sandpapering of balls occurred. And so now we get the opportunity to talk about the fourth test, which was an absolute disgrace. Yep. Shambles is the word that comes to mind. So just quickly through the scorecard, uh, South Africa batted first and it was the opener, Markram, who made 152. Avuma, 95, not out. And once again, as was a pattern in the second, third and fourth tests, the South African tail wagged, including Maharaj making 45 down at number 10. And they were 488 all out. Josh Hazelwood went wicketless. Yeah, he had a bit of a stinker of a series, didn't he? Yeah, look, he, get look I watched... Because I, I wanted to see what was going to happen. Cause I, so I watched a big chunk of this test, like nearly all of it. Yeah. Um, and... Barring, like, like, Lyon was spinning it and looking quite well. And Cummings had that a couple of patches where he took, like, four for nothing. Yeah. But we never looked... Like menacing, like we never yeah. looked like we we're really challenging them at all. Like Bavuma, the only reason he got ninety five was because he kept giving the strike to the tail, and eventually they let him down. Yeah, like if he had a batter like a normal batsman and tried to keep the strike himself, he probably still he would have got his ton. Still be batting. Yeah, probably. But yeah. um, <laughs> but it just yeah, it was one of those ones where like 
Like, Warner was turned at heaps, and he was at the point where he was probably just doing too much to get a wicket and yeah. not having much luck. Yeah. But the rest of it was, like, Hazelwood, Sayers, like, it was all pretty pedestrian in the first... Um, like, Sayers had a decent second spell where he picked up AB, but this whole, like, thing where he can turn the ball at right angles, like, I know it might not be the conditions for it, but he just... The player that was seen highlights of and the player that was seen in the shield wasn't the player that played in South Africa. Yeah, I think it's probably like it's his first test. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean like the first innings I thought his stats were pretty good without like really yeah, watching yeah. too much. I watched like the first probably ten overs or something yeah. like that. I watched it. He seemed to bowl accurately at least. Yeah. Um but the second innings he got uh yeah, well, everyone got hit around a yeah. bit, but him especially. But he also has the benefit of opening the bowling, so you're bowling to Dean Algar. Yeah. <laughs> he, fucking, he couldn't get runs if he ate nothing but curry. Like, he's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> uh, I've not seen a bloke more. He's like, well, he's like, like, people complain about Cook. Like, Algar's worse. Like, yeah. Algar's, he's not afraid to go out. He's also afraid to make runs. Like, he's just <laughs> afraid the whole time he's out there. Yeah. Uh, I think um, Chad Sayers got one over his um, South Australian teammate, Joe Manning, if any, because Sayers got um, some wickets on test. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe so Manning. Australia batted and um, 50s to Kawaja, Payne and Cummins were the only highlights in 2-2-1 all out. Three wickets to Philander, Rabada and Maharaj. Not very pretty. No. Africa batted for a second time, and um, your man, Mick, Dean Elgar, made 81 off 250 balls. Oh, it was 81 <laughs> of the most boring fucking runs you've ever seen. Because I watched that fucking garbage too. Like, people complain about Cook on Boxing Day. Lisa Prick made 250. Yeah. Like, this... Oh, he didn't even like he didn't even bore us into a ton. He bored us into an eighty. Well, it's a cow and daddy ton. <laughs> oh, That's what it is. Fucking oh, horrible. It's a it's a daddy double cowan. Yes. And it's uh, in minutes. It was three hundred and seventy eight minutes, which oh, is six hours God. and twenty eight minutes. <laughs> that was crazy, us. How do you? And he, you just he's striking don't... at uh, thirty two. <laughs> Far out. But can we, um, before we keep going about that, can we go back to the Australian innings? Yeah. Where, like, so Hanscom's been watching for three tests. He's in the worst form of his life. So he's watched, um, Renshaw and Burns and Kawhi. And Kawhi's just going all right. And he's watched, Renshaw and Burns were okay, but they just showed that, you know, making three million in shield cricket's a bit different to trying to make runs in test cricket, but that's fine. And a lot better bowling attack than they come up against in shield cricket. Yeah. So Hanscom's walked in and gone, this is my fucking chance. All these blokes have screwed up. This is my chance to try and get my test spot back. <laughs> Goes to leave it, gets the bottom edge, play, no, yeah, plays on, duck, oh, see you later, like second ball. God, and you just see him, like, he looks at Philander and just like... Shakes his head and like smiles to himself like what the fuck and like just walks off. It's like you poor fucking. Freak. After putting in probably oh. seven hundred minutes in the nets over oh, the course like, of that just tour, part of you wants like part like I there was it was like going through like grief. There was like denial that it really happened. <laughs> it was anger <laughs> that it happened. Yeah. Like it was just ah, oh. and then acceptance yeah. at the end. And I'm like fucking Al Pete, <laughs> and then you just go. Oh, well, you know, it's cricket. These things happen. But he's got... Oh, if he didn't have bad luck, the prick wouldn't have any fucking luck at all. Do you reckon he walked off um, and said, oh, this is a shit of a game? 
I reckon he walked off and said, why can't some cunt in the twos, mate, run so I can get fucking dropped? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Hey, yeah, that was Except a problem. Two people got dropped for ball tampering. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, on day four, South Africa were a million runs in front, yet they kept batting, including Dean Elko, going at less slower than a snail. And could it work out why? Then news filtered through that it seemed like uh, South Africa only had one bowler who could bowl, and that was Maharaj. So it was going to be Maharaj and Markram to bowl. Yep. Um, yeah. But uh, then they batted on and on and on, and uh, it turned out, no, that wasn't the case. That, in fact, all their bowlers were fine to bowl on one leg and various other things yeah, through Vernon the pain barrier. Yeah, Vernon took six or whatever. Yeah. Yes. So, sorry, just Pat Cummins took four for there, so he got nine yeah. in the match, and Lyon took two, but Hazelwood took zero again. Hey, he had a pretty average Ashes from memory too, Hazelwood. Oh, he got 20 wickets. They all got 20 wickets. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll take, I'll so take that back. Yeah. He's just stumped in South Africa. Pretty poor. They yep. were... Um, uh, Joe Burns made 42 and Peter Henskin made 24, but they're the only players to get into double figures. And yes, it was Jesus. Vernon Philander who took six for three in one little burst. Uh, yeah, 119 all out. Yeah, bloody awful. Oh, it's fucking insane. Didn't uh, South Africa win by one of the record margins? Yeah, it's the biggest um, biggest test win since 1934. <laughs> mm. 492 run win for South Jesus. Africa. And then there's also like, that's, that's their first home series win against Australia ever oh, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or since like yeah. the 80s or some, or since what? they the came 70s. back or since something. Since they've re-entered, yeah yeah. 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 So Vernon Philander was the player of the match and the player of the series was Cahisa Rabada. Yeah, yeah not surprising. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's out for months with an injury or something, isn't he? Yeah, I think he, I think he, I think he burst a vocal cord from fucking screaming at everyone when he gets a wicket. <laughs> I think he burst a uh, burst his shoulder, sort of dislocated his shoulder. He's getting his shoulder, shoulder um, hip and shoulder in the door pumping, on the chamber. Popping his arms too much when he got a wicket and his <laughs> shoulder popped. Yeah, yeah, too excited. He's like he's screaming and pumping his arms, and his arm just goes limp. Yeah. Like, uh, I thought uh, you'd like to know, Alex, that um, yes. the match referee for that last test was David Andy Pycroft. Oh. Yeah, who? Zimbabwe. He Who did was a good sorry, job, was? I think. He's from Zimbabwe, Andy Pycroft. He did oh, a good Pycroft, job because yeah. there's no there's no issues in that test. So what happened with Jeff Crow got the sack after all the other shit? Probably. Mm-hmm. And um, Tim Payne introduced, uh, stepped in as captain, introduced a handshake after the national anthem to start the day's yeah. play on day one. Uh, this is going to be infuriating for this podcast, oh, I imagine. It's the just, amount of care bear stuff. Yeah, it's got, that's what, but this is, um, you know what? All the people out there, or like, it's not going to be the people who listen to this because the people who listen to this aren't part-time cricket fans. But all the John Ralphs of the world, the Malcolm Turnbulls, the fucking some random chick in the Herald Sun who writes a blog about fucking everything except cricket until this happened. This is what you're gonna. This is what you fucking created. We're gonna. You want us to be New Zealand? Well, guess what? We're gonna be New Zealand. You know what comes with that? Fucking mediocrity. So when we play like shit and we fucking lose and we become a fucking embarrassment, you have to say, that's perfect because we want to be in New Zealand because that's what it fucking means. Uh, we want legends to have an average oh. of 32. We want yeah, a bloke yeah. who to make, who's made his 18th test century 
to be our greatest bat ever because no one's ever made more than yeah. 17. <laughs> like, don't even wrong, Kane Williamson's a gun, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. an indictment that no one there has ever made 20. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Australia would have like 15 people. Mm. It reminds me of that song. It reminds me of that song. I don't know. I think it's Katy Perry's song. But, she sings about. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know who's singing. That always makes me think of the Care Bears and they're just chucking anyone in the Hall of Fame. But then what shits me as well, then, right? So then, fuck it, after the test, they interviewed Dean Elgar and do a press conference. Oh, yeah. And Dean Elgar's talking away and they're going, oh, so what was it like out there? He goes, yeah, it was a little bit different because, you know, it wasn't like a normal Australian one. He goes, you know, he goes, which I found disappointing because I like a bit of niggle and I like when they have a bit of a go at you, rah, rah. What the fuck, cunt? Didn't he Three, say... Like, fucking... Yeah. A week ago, we're the worst fucking human beings on the planet. Yeah. Now it's like, damn it, I miss old Australia. Fuck off. Like, and, then really? he, and then he says, nice guys finish second. Yeah, it's like, oh, Fuck off. You guys wanted to, you guys are the second coming of the Care Bears, oh. according to bloody yourselves, yeah. two bloody weeks ago. But we prefer to be New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. Oh, nice guys, finish second. Go and fuck yeah. yourself. That's, you know what, how they, now they should have decided the next Australian captain. Whichever bloke walked in that press conference and put one on his fucking chin. Right? You're captain for the next test. Let's go. Yeah. Fucking move on. And that would be Matthew Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Wade got a charter to jet over oh, shit, yeah. just a chin where just made on his chin. He sold his second house to go over there that quick. <laughs> He remortgaged his second house. Yes. Uh, but fuck that shit to me when he come out with that stuff in the press conference. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you can't probably, do that. That's probably why he went out for 80, because if they'd been chirping, he would have made 160. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. But, oh, that was annoying. So, uh, just <laughs> looking at some overall stats for Australia, there were no centuries by any batsman uh, yeah, for Australia, cool. and no century partnerships either. Yeah, that's that's a big one. That's surprising, for, yeah. Especially because Payne had a couple of good partnerships with the Tails, so he must have had like seventy and eighty run partnerships. Yeah, he had a, he had a couple with Cummings that were yeah. pretty good. So in the middle two, tests, yeah. yeah. Uh, not sure. Maybe that century partnerships one, but definitely there were no centuries because. The oh no, you might be right. Like it's the yeah. same as like there's no centuries because Bison made ninety eight or ninety six or whatever. Ninety six in the first yeah. test, the one we won. What a surprise! Yeah. Yeah. So he made 96 in the first test and batted all eight innings in the four tests and made 176 in total. Oh, yeah. So, That's yeah. more like the bison we know and love. Yeah. It reminds me of a bloke I played cricket with who won the batting average because you need 200 to qualify and he made 100 in the last game to give him 201 for the year. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So uh, the, um, the highest score after Marsh's 96 was... Um, Bancroft made 77 and Kawaja made 75. Yeah. Jeez. So the averages, Tim Payne led the averages with 43. Bogged up by um, three not outs. Yeah, that helps. What was Smith's average? Uh, Smith made 142 runs at 23 through 60. Jeez. You're bound to have some form of like downturn at yeah. some stage in your career yeah. Yeah. but it's just like you go from being like the next Bradman that's unstoppable and how do you how do you how do you fix him and rah, like how do you how do you get him out it's impossible and then yeah like it's wow okay yeah so oh, yeah, Bancroft averaged 37 Warner 36 Smith 23 Mitch Marsh we talked about 22 yeah. Usman Kawaja averaged 20 
Sean Marsh, 18. Highest score of 40, 147 runs. Mm. So that's all pretty poo. And then the bowling, it was Cummins head and shoulders above everyone else. 22 wickets at 21.45. That's bad. And um, uh, Stark and Hazelwood took 12 each, an average of 34 for Stark and 39 for Hazelwood. Yeah, 16 help. wickets to Nathan Lyon at 43. Oh, jeez. And the Bison so is in there as the all-rounder. He bowled 42 overs in <laughs> six innings. He didn't bowl in two of the innings. Yeah. And Jesus. took four wickets at 42. Well, fuck, even Renshaw got a fucking bowl. Well, Bison probably should have bowled more. Like, that's a not bad all-rounder stat. I think, I think part of the problem with Bison was is the problem that we had with... Probably not as much, but we had the problem with Sayers in the last test is that he's quicker, Bison's quicker than Sayers, there's no questioning that. But it's just it's just up and down. Yeah, and there's yeah. no there's no tricks and there's no like and the like, way that um, Shane Watson when he first started. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the way the South Africans like the form they were in, I don't know how much more benefit he would have been if he bowled more. Yeah, that's he might point. not have been I'm not saying it would have been worse than what they dished yeah. up, but it's yeah, an interesting one. one because I read then that um, Mitch Marsh had signed with Surrey, but he's not going uh, initially to Surrey because he's got to have ankle surgery. Oh, it okay. Once again, he's playing through injury. I mean, he just, yeah. He's an enigma. He's just not that important. Like, didn't he play through the India series with a crook shoulder? And then yeah, I know. The reconstruction? It's like, yeah. this guy is not a world beater. He's not Shane Warne. Why are you doing this to him? Yeah, yeah that, that is right. unusual. It's, like, yeah. it's like a football club, like the 22nd bloke playing injured yeah. all the time because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. we've got to have him. He's, he's a 22nd bloke. Like, yeah. He's not that yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens at Carlton every year. Cricket-based podcast. But um, back on the... So talking about the bowling from that test, so I want to, I want to talk about this, because I don't know when we'll talk about it. But, like, we're talking about Sayers, and he got the wickets in the first in row row out. Yeah. I've been saying this a lot, and I've been putting it on our Twitter, and this is 100% all me. Maybe he is just not that fucking good. Because yeah. it pains me to say it, and I it fucking... It pains you. It Tim pains me to say yeah. it. I can't believe I'm going to say it. I agree with Shane Warne on this one. What? Like, Warney, like, people getting stuck into Warney on Twitter and all that. And I understand that, you know, the guys like, well, for starters, Aaron Sayers, his brother. Tim Ludeman's played cricket with him. These guys from South Australia, he's, apparently he's a ribbon bloke. they played cricket with him. They've seen him first down at Shield level, Shield level when he's been a world beater, basically. He's been amazing and all that. But when it's all said and done, he went up to test level. Number one thing, his average speed is 125. And the ball didn't move. I said this to you boys in our private chat. He's fucking Paul Collingwood, but the cunt can't bat. <laughs> so at least Paul Collingwood can make you some fucking runs and help you out. This prick, this prick bats at 11 and bowled 125k straight up and fucking down once. He, he's got no tricks. Like, he can't bowl. He doesn't have a bouncer. He doesn't have, like, and he can't just bowl the short ones because it fucking is 125k's. <laughs> he doesn't seem to have, like, a York or anything that like cause, and same thing because of the pace I think yeah, it's, yeah. That. it's just if he's in his yeah. conditions in Adelaide where he seems to get swing and he's done a bit of damage in pink ball or games there as well which obviously we know is more 
conducive to swing, and we've been using the Duke in the second half of the Shield season, which is more conducive to swing as well. I just wonder whether it's just bad luck and he's got the wrong conditions on his test and he's unlucky, yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe we, he'll come back in the next series wherever we play and he'll be all right, or he's just maybe not fucking up to it. Because the quickest ball he bowled for like the whole test was like 131 or something. Yeah, that must have really popped his shoulder off. Yeah, and it's like like that. Like, and I know speed speed's not the be all and end all, but if you got no tricks, you can't just be slow. You might, yeah. you might fucking. He's only what twenty k's faster than Nathan Lyon. Yeah, effectively. And I think um, at the end of Watson's career, he was bowling one twenty five, but he swung the ball every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, he had tricks. No matter. Yeah, yeah I, I think Sayers has got tricks. I give it a go. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's um, actually. I think it was quite smart because. Uh, Australia took Jay High Richardson over there. Yes. Because they said he's quick. If we lose one of the quick bowlers, which was Stark or Cummins, <laughs> yeah. they were going to play Jay High. Yes. But then Jay, uh, Stark pulled out, but Jay High didn't play. They went yeah. to the metronomic Sayers, who was meant to be the backup for Hazelwood. Yeah, yeah. But I think they were smart because they knew that if they could get Chad Sayers to play one game for Australia, He's then able to get a county cricket contract for this year, 2018, because uh, there's lots of interest in him. He said he's yeah. going to sign for someone, but he can't until he plays for Australia because of visa regulations. Uh-huh. So now that he's yeah, played yeah. the test, now he can go and play a full season of county cricket and they can find out if he is going to be this alleged weapon that Darren Berry keeps telling us he is yeah. Yeah. in yeah. English conditions before the uh, 2019 Ashes. And they will know uh, once and for all. So, and, yes. and, and if that if that legitimately is the plan they came up with, kudos to them. But I just don't think our selectors are that fucking smart. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But Chad Sayers is smart because he was on radio talking. Maybe he is smart because he's on radio talking about how he's going to sign for whichever county it is. We'll get to a bit later. And yeah. everyone, well, not everyone in Australia, but all the English press knew straight away he couldn't because he'd never played for Australia because the visa regulations don't allow that to happen in yeah. there. Anyway, maybe mm. it was uh, Chad planting the seed. Who knows? Yeah. I say give him another series and then see how he goes. Yeah. But the, the other question I'm going to be is, like, so when is our next test series? Do we play the Packies in UAE or something? Or? Well, I'm just going to my new favourite website, Alex. Yeah. And mickiscrick.schedules.com. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. www um, or is it on some weird FTP server or something? Uh, yeah it's an FTP server I'm actually logged into um, what's it called Lunix is that it? oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it? just downloading some files FTP yeah, yeah. file sharing <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah and then I'm going to put them on my dot matrix um, printer yep. yeah yeah um, you imagine so, Ross, Ross's bedroom would be like you know the beautiful mind shed but it's all cricket fixtures <laughs> and strings going and they go string. over here they can go to here they can go to there and I was literally looking at this just the other day. The West Indies are travelling to England to play a, a one off. Uh, T20 against the MCC, or oh, no, a World Eleven at Lords coming up. Oh, really? Is that, that something to do with them being the current World Cup holders or some shit? Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, yeah. So Australia's next engagement is uh, in Zimbabwe. In yeah, June. the Zimbo one day try. Mm. 
Try T20 Tri Series. Oh, sorry, T20 Tri. Yeah, with Zimbabwe and Pakistan. Mm. Yes. So we'll look at that um, a little bit later. Okay. Uh, actually, before that, no, I think that's July. Before that, we're going to England for five one days and one T20 in June. Ah, my yeah. favourite. Five oh, million okay. ODIs. That's yeah, five million ODIs. And they'll all be on free-to-air TV because of anti-siphoning laws. So that'll be good. Oh. <laughs> Great. So, um... They start on the 13th of June. There you go. 10 p.m. Australian time. So after the IPL. Uh, yeah. yeah. So all our blokes, all the Maxwells and the Finches and Darcy Short will all be available because the IPL will be finished. Yeah. So let's have a look now at the Cricket Australia contact, contracts list because this yep. is uh, interesting reading and then we can have a project ahead to what we think might happen at that uh, tour of England for five meaningful one days and one meaningful retreat <laughs> game coming up. So, so, okay. so 2019, Yep. what month in 2019? Uh, what's this? Well, it'll be about June, wouldn't it? For the, the Ashes. For the Ashes. No, the World oh. Cup's first. Oh, World Cup's first. Yeah. Oh, so then the Smith and that are definitely available for the Ashes because they're available for the World Cup. Yeah. 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 The World oh, Cup's first, then Ashes. Imagine the uh, Barbie Army. Oh, Woo! it's going to fucking... even It's going to muddy the waters that they're even available because they would have played fucking no cricket. Yeah. Because by the time they got banned, the Shield was in the Shield final. So they, yeah. they're not allowed to play first-class cricket. That's the bullshit thing about their ban. They shouldn't be banned from first-class cricket because it just hurts. Yeah, it actually just hurts Australian cricket more than it actually... It hurts Australian cricket equally or more than it hurts the individual. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, it's yeah. very odd that mm. they can't play um, first-class cricket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, even great cricket's first-class similar. <laughs> Yeah, grassroots, sorry, grassroots. Yeah. Great cricket. Yeah. So the contract list. Let's go through who's um, the outs first of all. Cameron Bancroft. Well, I don't know why he's going all right. Really? You know. He's going all right. He's only just yeah. he's just he's only just been in the team. Yeah. yeah Steve Smith, Dave Warner. Jeez, geez, that's funny. surprising too. Yeah. So the so the captain, the vice captain, don't have contracts. Yeah. Well, they stunk it's it up the last couple of tests. So well, they weren't great. It. They they didn't play too well in South Africa. And they did get dropped for the last test due to yeah. their poor form. Yeah. So that's fair enough. <laughs> they didn't get contracts. So it's one of the surprising ones uh, to lose his contract a little bit, perhaps Jackson Bird. Yeah. Yep. Because he was seen to be next in line, but uh, I did watch him at the uh, Boxing Day test and he didn't really inspire me. No. No. Uh, this he's is he's like Sayers, he just bowls a bit quicker, but... Yeah, this is a sad day for you, Mick. Uh, Jim Pattinson. Yeah. Oh, Big Dumb Paddo. Yeah. There's another name on that list that hurts me more than Big Dumb Paddo, but Big Dumb Paddo does hurt me. Yeah. Well, well luckily, luckily though, he's been um, on the tools the last two yeah. years. Yeah, you should have to say that. Yeah, he, he did lose his Cricket Australia contract, but he got a, he did get a good contract uh, with the local builder to put some tiles up, so yeah. he bounced and back. He's just hoping that uh, one day he'll graduate to working at a multiplex construction site in the CBD and get six feet well, for pushing the lift Ross, buttons. He, he's just done his backhoe licence and finished that. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So he's all right. He's multi-skilled now. He's, just, he's, he's scrambling around, climbing the pyramid, and one day he'll end up on a multiplex building site in the CBD. Yeah, just, one of those cranes, those big cranes. Yeah. Yeah. Rain drops, work stops. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, must have pylon on site. We're going on strike. Okay, yes. move on. Yes, I think I know which person you're talking about who's out. Um, that'll really be close to the heart there, Mick. Adam Zampa. No, that's not it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Hilton Cartwright. There he is. Big oh, Hank lost his fucking yeah. contract. Jeez, he had it for a bloody 
millisecond. That's dick whiskey, yeah. <laughs> But um, what is Greg Chappell unwell this week? How did yes. that get through? <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's on his deathbed. He didn't reply. He was away on holidays. He didn't reply to the email. <laughs> he missed the email chain. There. Uh, going back to the one you mentioned before, but Adam Zampa. That is an actual interesting one because I know he's fallen out of favour, but he's still um, on the ICC rankings for one days and oh, really? T20s at the moment. He's still like in the top 20 or something well, like that. Well, it'd be a Clint Mackay type thing where yeah. he hadn't played for two years, but he was the 10th yeah. best bowler in the world yeah. or something. So, yes. They've, um, they've certainly gone that he was, but they kept not playing him. He was the first... Um, choice spinner in the team, mm. but they keep playing four fast bowlers and didn't get a game. Well, yeah, I read a thing too where, um, like, I read an article was talking about the contracts today, and the bloke in there mentioned that in a few of the last games that he played in the Australian summer, he copped a bit of stick from the uh, English batsman, and uh, so yeah. so they started picking four quicks, like you said, and picking Agar as like the spinning all rounder yeah. and stuff like that. I think Agar's so, taken his spot there. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, another one to lose his contract, Matthew Wade. So oh, no. let's yeah. say he'll probably never play for Australia again. No. Because no, the ends, so. Alex Carey, the keeper, uh, Kim Payne, the keeper, and the Messrs. Richardson, Jay yes. High and Kane, Cold Dribble. Cold drip got in. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe he got a fucking contract. I think it's pronounced Carne, Ross. Oh, Carne, cold drip, Richardson. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was pronounced Fred. Okay. <laughs> Eugene Richardson. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, our man, the gold stoin donation, Marcus Stoinis. So he must. Yeah, have, really. So has he had one and lost it, and then got one back or something. I don't know. Because he's maybe played some he one dayers and stuff, and he played in test. He's got an upgraded one. Ah, uh, okay. Get one, if yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And then, of course, um, AJ Suit and Ty. Yeah. Oh, yes. in. So a few T20 players there. Mm. And the others not mentioned so far who've retained their contracts, um, super-saturated Ashton Agar Solution, <laughs> Pat Cummins, Aaron Finch, Pierre Hanscom, Noni Hazelwood, Travis Head, Usman Kamashwa, Nate Lyon, Big Show, Glenn Maxwell, Smash, Bison, Matty Renshaw, uh, Bilky Stanlake, still on there, he retains his. <laughs> I didn't realise he had one. Oh, Paul, Paul Yoan Chain, P.R. Yeah, Stanlake. On your debut. Yeah. Oh, my back's a bit sore. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be right for the game in three days' time. Yeah, that, that's big, giving a T20 player contract. But anyway... Mitch Stark and the others we've mentioned, Stoinkoff and Super Tide. He was bowling 150Ks by the end of the big one. Yeah. 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 Mm. He definitely has a future, but do you need to give a T20 player? He's going to play, what, five games a year? Yeah, that's it. I don't... Like, I would imagine he's you don't have to give any T20 blokes contracts. He played the ODIs, though, against him. He did, yeah. Yeah. He did, yeah. but not... Stunk it up. But I think what, um, uh, what Australia need is actually... And they sort of they got it right there. They need some different bowlers. They, those three test bowlers just couldn't give a rat's toss bag at the minute about ODIs. They might get a bit more interested about it um, with the World Cup approaching. But I think yeah. they, they, they miss they missed in the Australian side someone like a Nathan Bracken, who's yep. just an ODI bowler, got the tricks. But that's all he does. So he's up for it. He's always up for it. Yeah, he yeah, it's that he gets excited about playing it. Yeah, but then. When they got out of the 
ODIs and into the T20s, they got the group of blokes who were up for it and wanted to yeah wanted to play, yeah. and they won that T20 tri series. So yeah, we've discussed that before, but um, yeah, with the World Cup coming up, uh, you'd think there'd be a bit more um, about some of the selections and the players. Yeah, and you reckon, yeah well, that's like you said, you reckon blokes would start to actually want to really be involved with it. So. Oh, yeah. Particularly yeah. with this mm. June tour of England, where the at the same time of year, just 12 months out from the World Cup. Mm. Same location, same time of year. Mm. Australia do it best. Yeah. Preparing for World Cups. Oh, yeah. yeah that is true. For World Cup. yep. yeah. They yeah. pick all the duds and happy to lose a million series leading yeah. up and then yeah. they work out what their side is and come good at the right yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, see, uh, see if that happens this time. Yeah, and yeah. Case in point, uh, Dan Penis in the pitch, Dan Worrell and Joe Many, if any, going to South Africa about 15 months ago. Yeah. 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 Play I still can't believe fucking Worrell played. That's fucking insane. He played a game against Ireland. <laughs> still he fucking played. Yeah, I know. Frankie J. Worrell. It's like picking a guy out of D three ammo reserves and putting him on the fucking <laughs> putting him on the bench at fucking Sydney or something. It's like fucking hell. The big fat guy, the shorts like skin tied on him. Alright, you're in the rotations one minute. That's it. <laughs> uh. Well, I think that's a, that's a wrap-up of our national team talk for the moment. So we'll head over to you, Mick, for a change of pace and some local cricket. Alrighty. So um, it's that time of the year, so we've got a few grand finals around the traps of uh, suburban and country Victoria. I don't think I've got any interstate ones. So uh, so we'll start off with the uh, Gisborne and District B grade grand final, where Wallen were taking on St. Anthony. So the Magpies oh. were prepared for the grand final decider sorry the Magpies were prepared for the grand final to be decided on the reserve day this Easter weekend so they so they hadn't had a real great day and there'd been a bit of rain they were like oh, okay we'll just nut it out and try and get to uh, Easter yeah and uh, but that was before their bowlers Gil Kristen Hansen took 10 for 21 oh. to skittle um, the B grade division's most prolific bowling lineup for 71. The duo's demolition job secured Wallen a 128-1 victory inside one day Jeez. after the start was delayed due to heavy rain on the Saturday. Yeah, so the Magpies were looking cooked when the Saints reached 0 for 50 in reply to their total of 199. Scott Gilchrist finished with 5 for 36 and his partner Brenton Hansen 5 for 33. Must have been some panic going through that. Yeah, well. so they uh, they earned themselves a promotion to A grade. It'll be the first time since 2014-15 uh, that Wallen has competed in the Gisborne A grade. So from there we move over to the Eastern Cricket Association where a, per- a poorly timed medical exam opened the door for club legend Julian De- Della Hunt to bowl Edinburgh, our old uh, sparring uh. partners. To a historic McGibbon Shield Premiership. McGibbon? Yeah. So I think I'd looked in this. I think McGibbon might be like C grade or something like that. Right. But, um, so drop for the last two matches of the Eastern Cricket Association season. Dale Hunt was recalled for the decider after opening bowler Murray Ra- Ra- White. Murray White <laughs> was ruled out due to an exam. What? So he actually had to sit a medical exam. Like he's. Starting to be a doctor. Oh, right. Yeah, I yeah. thought, like, you have syphilis. Yeah, so you no, can't play. No. 
So, uh, <laughs> so, Dallahunt ma- <laughs> so, so Dallahunt made the most of his opportunity, claiming his best figures in 13 years. Jesus. With six for 16 from 22 overs, including 13 maidens. Jesus. So the Borough posted 169 from their 60 overs on day one, and its total was never even threatened as Dallahunt combined with their Englishman, Jack Hendy, who's a big, fat, red-headed bloke. Just really? for those playing at home. He's, if you get a chance, that if you, you don't really want to, but he's a fucking weird-looking unit. Um, <laughs> so he took four for 35, which gave him 113-run triumph against Turak Paran. Turak Paran, the Tofkins. Yeah, so Hand, Hendy's Hall capped a stunning finish to, to the ECA campaign as he took 20 scalps from round 13 onwards to finish the season with, 16, with 36 wickets. Jesus. The victory snapped a run of three consecutive grand final losses for Edinburgh, stretching back to 2015. The club was beaten in the 2014-15 decider outright by South Camberwell and lost to Burundara by two wickets in the 15-16 match. And against the same opposition, they lost by 22 runs last season. Right. Yeah, right in the grand final. <laughs> Those blokes at South Campbellwell did not want early beers. They're like, no, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, we're batting. We're going to make these runs. We play 160 <laughs> overs of cricket. That's what we do here at South Campbellwell. We pay our money to the umpire. <laughs> so, yeah, um, crazy. the success was, Ed- was Edinburgh's first McGibbon Shield title in its 40th year. The Borough only secured a top four, four spot by winning three of their last four games. And then knocked DPN Uniting out of the semi-final. So the thing I don't get about that, they're talking about like, it's their first McGibbon year in its 40th season, rah, 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 rah. They've only been in the Eastern Cricket Association for, what, six years? Seven years. They used to be in our fucking comp in the Highland yeah. District. So so when they go up a grade, do they play for the um, McMonkey <laughs> Shield? Or? <laughs> I'll say the uh, McBaboon shield. Yeah. The McGape shield. They go McGape shield. The McGorilla shield. After they won, they went McGape shield. Okay. So from there, we move over to the Victorian Turf Cricket Association and its senior division, where Ross's favourite former Victorian ginger fast bowler, Will Sheridan, guided the Yarraville Club. To a four-wicket victory where he made an unbeaten 112. Oh. So his batting got it done, Big Will. Oh, Sheridan he's an entered, yeah. yeah, Sheridan entered the game with uh, Yarraville at five for 39. Wow. He went about his task of trying to bring the clubbers back into the game, but it wasn't until he combined with wicketkeeper Ben Tupper. You know what you can do with Tupper? What? You can store stuff in it. Tupperware <laughs> style. Uh, the patented Burt. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, bu- 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 they combined for 131 run stand to guide Yarraville to their eighth flag of the last decade. Oh, my So eight God. out of ten flags they have won. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, we head back over to the Gisborne District Creed Association. We check in with the A-grade comp uh, where Bacchus Marsh completed an unbeaten season with their grand final victory over Woodend. A massive collapse robbed Woodend of its first Gisborne and District Cricket Association premiership in more than a decade. After the McIntyre Cup Grand Final was pushed back a day due to rain on Saturday, Woodend bowled itself into the box seat when it dismissed the Bulls for 115. The damage could have been worse for the minor premier had... Fuck, that's a long name. Madushanka Ekayanyaka 
not top scored from number nine with 26. Jeez. After Warren Ellis and Greg Matthews, yeah, yeah, had reduced back his marsh to eight for 88. Uh, Ellis bowled unchanged from the start of the Sunday's play, a bit like our no, old mate Gino yeah. delivering 25 overs and claiming three for 50. Matthews produced arguably his best performance for Wood End, collecting five for 29 from 16 overs. That's when you don't know what his best performance is. You yeah. say arguably. Yeah. <laughs> Wood End was cruising at three for 80 in its reply and on track to wrap up, wrap up its first premiership since 2004 without any need for a reserve day. Jared Taylor and Ekin Yucca turned the match on its head with two superb, superb spells, taking four for zero as Wood End crumbled to be seven for 80 and handed the ascendancy to the Bulls. Jeez, Five of Woodend's last six batsmen were dismissed without scoring as it was bowled out for 94. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they end up losing by 21 runs. Uh, you'd be flat as a fucking tack yes, after that. Yes, I'd imagine so. Jesus. So the triumph, so the, the victory uh, marked Bacchus Marsh's first premiership since 07-08 in the uh, A grade of that comp. Oh, and a massive decade ago. <laughs> yeah. And ca- almost a decade ago. And capped the championship season for the Bulls, who won 12 games and drew twice to be undefeated. Jeez. Um, so, what else have I got here? So, we head over to the northern suburbs, a bit in our backyard now, where we are checking with the Riverside Cricket Club, who broke, who broke a 25-year Barclay Shield Premiership drought with a grand final win over McLeod. So from what I know, Barclays A grade, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So rain, de- rain delayed the inevitable as Riverside put an exclamation mark on the season of excellence with an emphatic Diamond Valley Cricket Association Barclays Shield grand final triumph over McLeod. The Siders gained retribution for their loss to the same opponent last year and stepped the uh. 25-year first 11 drought. Um, ba, ba, ba. fucking the rest. Of that's really boring. No one did anything special. You know what shits me about this, but because it's gonna happen, yes. we're gonna keep talking about this. All these comps just call it fucking A grade and B grade. You fucking jippers. Yeah, or both with your brackets A grade. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, like fucking jeez, yeah. gives me the fucking errors. Anyway, so now we head over to the metro. Sounds good because we yeah. didn't play D three reserves. We played Kelly yeah. Pool yeah, <laughs> exactly football. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, from there, we head over to the North Metro Cricket Station, who loves to name something after someone. And the Jiker Shield, which is their A grade, yep. saw River, G- River Gum stamp itself as the, cl- as the club in the NMCA uh. after its defeat of North Brunswick Rosebank. River Gum have now won four of the last six flags in the NMCA's top grade. Uh, so, after they had rain delay. All these games had rain delay because on that Saturday in Melbourne, yeah, they fucking bucketed down. Yeah. Um... So North Brunswick declared at 9 for 120, which gave himself 80 overs to try and bowl out Rivergum. The Cookers were cruising at 3 for 90 until the Eagles, which is the Rosebank, snared 3 for 6 and caused a few heartbeats to quicken in the Rivergum camp. The Divins wound up being a half-century to Rivergum veteran Alex Jesenek, which saw Rivergum home and earned him Man of the Match honours. So Big Alex, um, he's a bit of a legend in the yeah. comp. He uh, he's a keeper. Yep. And I'm pretty sure he keeps in short sleeves, so that's yep. a big fucking cross. <laughs> yeah. Massive. It's a X. big cross through the entire league, really. Yes. When the best yeah. player probably ever yeah. keeps in short sleeves. And he's like <laughs> fucking nearly fifty. Yeah, he's, he's, 
46 or 45. 47 or something yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. And he's fucking dominates A grade. Yeah, so. dominated for like 20 years yeah. or something. Yeah. And, he, um, and he owns an indoor centre and he plays indoor cricket and like plays for like Victoria or something or has played like Oh. For Victoria indoor cricket or something. Indoor, cr- oh, indoor cricket and gypsy wears yeah. short him and, sleeves him and, um, and cards everyone everywhere. Him Close and, uh, the league down now. Him and Coity. Him and, uh, what's the fucking... Oh, um, Scott Coit? Ross? Russell Coit. Yeah, Scott Coit. Yeah. Scott yes. Coit, yeah. World's worst head. I, I know how I'll bowl to Chris Gale. I'll come off my shortened indoor cricket runner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got hit for three sixes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so we'll finish up uh, lastly, and um, but not leastly, with uh, we'll stay in the NMCA um, with their B-grade comp, which is also called Quick Shield, where uh, Bandura Park erased the the pain of years of finals misses on Sunday, uh, on this weekend, after beating uh, Preston YCW District. The Parkers, who have been beaten in, the, in three deciders between 2012 and 2016, Claimed a one-wicket win in fading light at 10 past seven yeah, with 11 crazy. balls to spare. So needing 209 to secure the uh, the title, Bandura Park was eight runs away from victory when disaster struck. After a 34-run partnership between man of the match, uh, friend of the show, and Bandura Park skipper, or friend of the show's brother anyway, <laughs> Jakey Bennett, uh, and he's uh, and Daniel Francis, who made 12. The Parkers lost two for one, which included Bennett, who got run out for 98. Oh. Yeah. So the Parkers captain was caught short of his ground, attempting, as the reporter on the on the website said, an audacious second run. Oh. <laughs> I think I did that the final two, actually. Yeah, you got run out yes. fucking as well. Yeah. But, uh, so he's, but it was all to do with Jake was trying to retain the strike because he was trying to protect the number 10. But it didn't matter because the number 10, the number 11 got the seven runs to win. Jeez. So they nudged their way to within two runs of the target when the number 11, Satnam Pamar, a veteran of two of the grand final losses, uh-huh. guided a delivery behind point to bring up the victory. So, um... And I think they must have gone apeshit as well. Yeah, and they lost their minds. And the quote at the top of the article I read was, we're going to A-grade! Uh, yeah. So, yeah, cause I think they've been busting their asses for a while to try and get up there, and they've got their rewards. So, well done to the guys at Bundura Park. As we talked about, I, the one I've already talked about, C-grade in uh, the AMCA's Kelly Shield, which uh, our boys, Gin, uh, Alex, and Davey won as well. So, congratulations to them guys. Thank you. And while we're, we've got a bit of a spoiler for everyone out there in podcast land, uh, the man to my sitting to my right... Is um is Alex yeah. um won the league BNF in that grade as well. So yep, and I'm not going to the presentation. And he's not going to the presentation <laughs> because we're going on a golf trip to Eildon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bonnie Doon? Oh, that's nah, Bonnie Doon was booked out. Yeah, I thought the headline of that um, article might have been "We're going to the casino <laughs> <laughs> for four days." <laughs> But, uh, yes, so that is local cricket. On your mic. Oh, very good. Um, uh, Good decision, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't... Delve into, you know, why we wouldn't want to receive an award from a couple of obese guys in high vis, but I won't go uh, there. And also, (laughs) I've I've lost my um, white T-shirt black slacks and uh, white New Balance, New balance Runners. <laughs> so I, I can't rock up to this um, Night of Nights and formal event unless I have that combo. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
You'll have to uh, go hunting for it for the club presentation. <laughs> no, that's when I wear my good going out Jim Beam polo. So. <laughs> All right, the going out Jim the Beam polo. The good one, yeah. Is that the V8 supercars one or the non-V8 supercars? Uh, non, just Jim, Jim Beam. Yeah, straight Jim Beam. Yeah, Jim Beam and zero Coke, zero whatever. Coke zero. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm watching my weight. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I'll drink 45 of them. <laughs> because it's Coke Zero, it's okay. Yeah. It's no sugar. It's okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, uh, I look forward to us talking about club presentation nights on our next podcast. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's an annual hot topic, hot button topic. We got to press that button every year. It is. Yes. Well, we have a bit of a change of pace now, and we go to county cricket, the world's longest and largest running uh, domestic cricket competition. <laughs> Uh, fires up on April the 13th. That is Friday this week. Ho, ho. Yeah, so um, I've gone through all the counties, all 18 of them, and highlighted all the Australians, and that means we're going to read through 16 of the 18 counties. <laughs> wow. Yes. So um, first of all, there's Durham, uh, home ground Chester Street, and Nathan Remington, your man, Alex. The rib job. Oh, rib yeah, he's got a UK passport. Never played for Australia, but he's got a UK passport, and he's decided he's going to play for yeah. Durham. Rivington Steel. Yeah, that's him. And um, it's not going to be... He's a bowler, obviously, and but it's not going to help them because their batsman, Jack Burnham, is banned for the 2018 season after receiving a one-year doping ban for recreational drug use. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> what an idiot. They're all you, on it. How do you get caught? What do you do, Sam Babridge cocaine? <laughs> Probably doing awesome. coke with the guy who's tested him. <laughs> It's the only way you get caught, isn't it? Didn't he just blame his mum and say it was a diet pill and he thought he looked fat? Look at this sort of poor culture that pervades English cricket, even at the domestic level. That's just wrong. Just you wouldn't see. That would never happen in Australia. That would never happen in New Zealand. No, would not. So, um, Essex. the current county championship winners, as I read the other day. Yep. Pierre Siddle, our man, is heading yeah. over there for um, about four weeks from April. He just landed. He sent a little selfie over. I don't know how he does those selfies. Can't see his hand. You know, sort of. Yeah, I reckon he's, he misses or something. Yeah. He's really but, big um, on so the he's gone promotion from ste- So he's gone from stealing the spot of a, of a young up-and-coming district player in a grand final yeah. to going to England and stealing the spot of a young up-and-coming English player in yeah. county cricket. Yep, for yes, four that's weeks. Yeah. That's weird. Four mm-hmm. weeks. So what is he going to play, like, four games? Uh, yeah, five games or something. It says April to mid-May. <clears throat> well, it's four more games than he played at fucking Danny on to get his flag. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's all that's happening there. Um, uh, token Aussie Dimi Mascarenas is assistant coach at Essex. Glamorgan, which is in Wales, welcome Sean Marsh, who's transferred over from Yorkshire. Ooh, nice. Help them out. And how long is he there for? One week? No, it says a whole season. Oh. Yeah, so often they arrive a little bit later and leave a little bit earlier. They, they might have change, a little bit of rest. In honour of him, are they going to change their name to Glamarshan? <laughs> I think they're considering it. Yeah, <laughs> if if he makes a hundred, uh, you know, two centuries in this season, they might name a stand after him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we move over now to Gloucestershire, and Dan Worrell is playing oh, for the. Oh, it's on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to draw with those green pitches yeah. too. Yeah, I, think. Um, I wonder if they know what they've got there. He's he's with them until the second of July, so about half a season. 
So is, is then, he currently um, working out his weirdest haircut, facial hair combination possible to get his photo done? Yeah, yes. I hope so. And weirdest facial even, expression yeah. while wearing the weirdest facial yeah. hair haircut combination. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if Michael Klinger is still going to be playing there or not. That's not on the out list, but um, he may not be. I thought he retired from... Thought, um, oh, oh, no, I'm thinking of someone else. No, no, he's not no, he captain anymore. No, but like, he might not retired from... Yeah, he retired yeah. from first-class cricket, I think. Yeah. And oh, from WA as well. Oh, um, uh, spin bowler Jack Taylor has been banned from bowling, from bowling for a year because of an illegal action. Oh, he sandpapered his elbow. Sandpapered it to 45 degrees, <laughs> Ex-Australian... Sam Bateman saying get real fucking twerk on it. Yeah, They're like, yeah, no, yeah. you can't be doing that, mate. Ex Australian opener Chris Rogers has joined the coaching staff for the first two months of the season. Oh, the first yeah. two months. Yeah, that's weird. Is that, that is, is that because just, just because those two months he's going to get named Australian coach? Uh, yeah. No, I think because they, they always say that the season's won in last in April and May, so he's just come over for those two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, uh, Andrew Suit and Ty is playing T Twenty for Gloucester. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so they um, haven't gone to the BBL format yet, have they? They're fighting it as counties. Yeah, no, they've still got um, county yeah. T20. Yep. So um, no doubt they'll bump into Dr. Foster over there in Gloucester. Okay, <laughs> we move on to... God. <laughs> is that uh, a shark we just jumped? Is, that yeah. Craig, <laughs> is Dr. Foster Craig Foster? Or... Yeah, yeah, it's a, a, a permagray, he's a, a silver yeah, fox, yeah. yeah, yeah. He got energy and experience, and I'm only 37. <laughs> salt and pepper. Oh, yeah, too much salt and enough pepper later in the year. <laughs> and then a weird wolf beard to go with it, yeah. And just turning um, into a right cunt. Oh, yeah, yeah, proper prick, yeah. Soccer's I everything. I hope everyone Fuck knows off. who Craig Foster yeah. is. Oh, I hope so, too. I'm sure our UK audience will know. Craig oh, well, there Foster. is a football, so that yeah, must have... He, he, he would have played in England for some shit kickers at some stage and yeah. probably sooked we off would... at some point in time. It's, yeah. Australian, it's Australian rite of passage, isn't it? Yeah. And you get to, yeah. that's how you become a commentator. You have to play at some shit Yeah, no, it just always leads. Yeah. Everyone always plays. <laughs> oh, leads. that's it, yeah. Okay, so uh, Hampshire have announced a big signing, but Dale Stain's going to play two games for them in the middle of June. He's going over there for eight days or something. Yeah, so that's a big coup. But Is there any truth that he's also, there's a clause in his contract that says if they win the championship, he can come back and be in the photo, even if he's not in the squad? Well, it does say here, and possibly for later in the season, so maybe that means for the photo. Yeah. Only if they win the championship. How's that? I thought the South African playing over there was a bit... Uh, well, there's two ways you can do it. You can play as an international and then you get a visa, just like, say... Uh, George Bailey or someone else might yeah. do it because he's played for Australia or then you can just if you've played for South Africa and you want to play as a, a local you can via the Colpac rule because there's a trade agreement yeah. uh, anyway. okay. but no well, you have to not be able to play for your country is... uh, they can swap back Faf Duplessis was a Colpac at um, oh, Lancashire okay. and then decide to change his mind but, yeah, like, it's Hashim Amal and Dale Stain are going to be at Hampshire. They'll just play oh, overseas players. So, just, sec, so just go back a sec. You just made a very... So, Faf played over there as a yeah. coal pack. Yeah, which 10 means years ago. Which means like a trade agreement, which means he was kind of like he was English. 
That's where I got the fucking mint idea from. Ah, uh, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, putting all the fucking dots together yeah. where, huh? Well, he, he also a lot got done for ball cricket yes. for Lancashire. That, he was, that was the second yeah. time he got done for ball tapping, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yes, okay. the second time. And George Bailey's not going back to Hampshire for his second season as oh, was. he's having a second child in April. Oh. Like George. Yeah. On Bales. Yeah. Bales. So it's Kent. not because they refer, referred to call him Lord Governor Bailey. Yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't know where Van Diemen's Land was. So <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm not going to be the governor of Hampshire. All right. Uh, Kent, hard as a Kent's head. Yep. Uh, Marcus Stoinis is going over for the T20. Uh, Steincloth. Yeah, oh, nice. Gold Stein donation. And Alan Donald is the. Assistant coach there after finally getting a work permit. Isn't that good news yeah, for him? Quite likely. Yeah. Lancashire have got keyboard Jennings on board and my man, Graham Onions, is there as well. <laughs> and their Mustard overseas, there? Oh yeah, uh, their overseas player is Joe Many, if any. Oh! Yeah. So, and, um, he'll be there, and he'll be there for one and a half games? Like no, it says whole around. season. Whole, oh, whole season. season. Yeah. I was about to ask you, is anyone there for the whole season? But okay. Sean Marsh? Yeah. Joe Many, okay. if any? Yeah. So there'll be many onions. Oh, many, many yeah. onions. I imagine there'll be uh, many and onions opening the bowling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was where um, one of our listeners was corresponding to us, asking of how um, old Faulkner was going to come back to Lancashire. But um, looks like Joe Many has slipped in there. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, Leicester. Leicestershire. Clint Mackay's been released. Sad day. Oh. Mm. Lester, hardly even matter. <laughs> Gosh, that's good. Um, so McCoy was still a, playing. Far out. Well, he he did last year. Yeah, yeah. They've um they've got a new up and coming batsman on their books. A young English bloke you might have heard of, Michael Carberry. <laughs> <laughs> weird helmet, weird stance. The old bat snapper. Yep. Yeah. And uh, your man, again, former wicketkeeper Paul Badger Nixon. Oh, is he still playing? No, he's replaced Pierre de Bruyne as head coach. Oh, my God. Him? Talk about getting the wrong culture inside. Talk about, like, he'd be... Jeez, it'd be a pack of absolute cunts if he was in... If we, there will be, because he's in charge. So, I think that means that... Because uh, he's not on the outs list, that um, the big boy himself is still there at Leicester, which is... Um, the guy from South Australia ate all the pies. What's his name? I've forgotten. Mark Cosgrove. Mark Fatty Cosgrove. Yeah. Well, isn't it? Doesn't he have a UK thing? He does have a UK passport. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they're so happy with Michael Carberry coming in. They've made him captain. Oh, oh really? Nice. Yes, uh, Mark Cosgrove is on the list there. Yeah. So there you go. Mm, good oh, news for him. Fatty Cosgrove. Mm. Yeah. Old Fatty Bumbo himself. Okay, we move on now to your team, Alex Middlesex. Yep, my favourite team, Middlesex. Yep. My favourite of the sexes. <laughs> Which gender are you? I'm Middlesex. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're completely uh, gender non-specific. Gender neutral. I'm Middlesex. Yeah. <laughs> sure, that joke's never been done before. No, never. We're the first. Yeah. So, Hank Plank, Hilton Cartwright's going over there. Oh, my Yay. man! For exactly 31 days. What a fucking waste. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're actually going to play, I think it's... If I double-check the fixture list here, the first game is on Friday, and they play each Friday, so they play the 30th, 13th, the 20th, the 27th, and the 4th, and the 11th, so we get five 
four-day games in Jesus. before. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. So they play each Friday a four-day game. So you get five four-day games in before his um, contract, which goes into the fourteenth of May, expires. But it's still yes. weird because it's not like he's in the IPL, or it's not like he's like he's not in the Australian calculations at the minute. So what else does he have to do? Uh, well, maybe they don't want him. Maybe it is yeah, that, maybe. Um, one of their English folks is playing um, IPL. Yeah, okay, so that's then, a good point. Yeah, so yeah. they've got him in to replace, I can't yeah. think who, um, Owen Morgan perhaps. Yeah, okay. Uh, Owen Morgan has played a first class game for four years, so that's no, not him. But yeah, something like that. Could be something like that. Yeah, that, that uh, would make sense. Or maybe sense. they don't, uh, Middlesex quite rich, but they don't have the cash maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Ashton Agar is going over there for the T20. Okay. Yeah. But no hoops for the T20. And uh, old, mm. our man Dawood Milan is captain of the Middlesex ah. team this year. All right, moving on to another great team that uh, I love a lot, uh, Northampton Shear. Uh, nothing, no Australians there. Jeez, why is that on my list? This okay, moving pathetic. on. Why is that on yeah. my list? What a pathetic club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Australians. Well, I reckon you'll go shit. Okay. David Alexi Sales has become full-time batting coach hmm. after a part-time spell in that role. Fascinating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you included on. that, Ross. Yeah. What does part-time mean? Only when the season's going? or uh, Just does Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah he, only, he only rocks up at the start of each day and then he has to go before drinks. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Good point. I uh, love it. Okay, uh, Knotts. Dan Christian is there for the T20. DC. Back. He's been there uh, quite a few times. Somerset. Now, I believe that um, David got in touch with us to say that um, uh, our mate, the English bloke who doesn't like to travel, has made a comeback at the age of 42. Yeah, uh, Triscothic. Triscothic. Marcus Triscothic, yeah, and they're playing a practice match against Ireland. He made a century. That's possibly because uh, Cameron Bancroft's no longer going to be there. Hmm. Ah, Jeez, he was going to play for the whole season. Hmm. Yeah, okay. So that'll be very, very late. Everyone else has been signed yeah. sort of thing. Yep. Marcus come out of retirement. Yeah. That's yep. it. So is that purely them doing that? Because CA can't make them. Uh, they just decided. Everyone at the BCCI decided not to... Pick him for the IPL. IPL, yeah. Oh, it just it just seems. Like... You've had clubs kicked out of your league for like yeah. match fixing, yeah. and you're like, nah, we can't have this look. This is a bad look. Yeah, like the fucking the guy in charge of the whole things is one of the most corrupt people in all of cricket. Oh, that doco on I think it's on Netflix that, or wherever I saw it. It's called was it the Death of the Gentleman's Game? Like fucking hell. Yeah, I that's really comment. good. Uh, it's really good. You go on to Surrey, who are based at the Oval, and Mitch Marsh has signed up for the whole season, but he'll be out of the early part of the campaign due to ankle surgery. No fixed date yet as when he may arrive in England. Aaron Finch is playing there for the T20. Um, Ryan Sidebottom has joined <laughs> Surrey as a bowling consultant. Oh, Yes, and they've just signed Tuna Mornay Morkel to a two-year Colpac deal. I read that. Not bad for a bloke who's so cooked he can't play cricket anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, um, he's got to make a somehow. Oh, yeah. Canada cricket would but... be pretty slow pace, I imagine, in comparison to international cricket. Yeah, but you talk yeah. about, like you just said, he's going to play fucking 20 days yeah. of cricket in 30 uh, they, days. Yeah. They rotate them a bit. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, uh, Sussex, David's man Steve McGoffin is on the move to Worcester. I heard he's still available for test cricket if they want him. Yep. Steve McGoffin. Uh, he's going to keep playing till 2019, so that if the Ashes squad need him, he's there ready. Yep. With the experience of playing on all the shitty grounds in England. Yep. Rather <laughs> natural good ones, because he plays in Division 2. Okay. Australian seamer Chad Sayers has told Australian Radio that he's hoping to join Sussex. And Sussex coach this year is Jason Gillespie, who just started there oh, in November. He is. He won't be there for long, isn't he going to coach Australia? Yeah, yeah. So Luke Wright is T20 captain of Sussex. Yeah. And still available if any BBL franchise wants him, just to make that clear. Yeah, you're <laughs> not wrong. You're right. Yeah, he didn't retire. He got retired. Oh, is that the... Um... <laughs> yeah, the stars, Um, they basically were making it on the commentary like he was retiring and like they must have fed that through to the commentators. And he had an interview and he goes, no, no, I'm available next year. I'm not retiring. Like, I'm just not having my contract renewed. <laughs> uh, okay. So it's not the uh, Michael Clark. No, 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 no. I actually retired. No, no, no. Worcester have got Travis Head playing for them for the whole season. And then Callum Ferguson is coming over for the T20, but only for the 3rd to the 17th of August. God. I know the way county cricket works, it's probably like 15 games. (laughs) (laughs) Play three a day. Yeah, that's it. Round robin just... (laughs) And uh, finally, I think we're finally, yeah, Yorkshire, the last county. Yep. Their overseas player is... Cheteshwar Pujara plays for India. Mm. Now, I read a disgraceful and um, really quite... Uh, I found it upsetting. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't write it, did I? No, the article <laughs> I read on the Cricket Australia website about Cheteshwar Pujara's teammates, they asked him what his nickname was, oh, yeah. and he said he didn't have a nickname, he preferred to be called Cheteshwar, yeah. and they've decided... They kept bugging him about it, like pestered him, and badgered him about it. And eventually one of them came up with Steve as his nickname. So now they Jesus. all call him Steve. And he, the quote from him was, I prefer Cheteshwa, yet they continue to call him Steve. So <laughs> oh. have their bullying, bullying. Yes. And uh, there's hints of racism because yeah. they said, oh, they find Cheteshwa. I've said it about eight times now. Difficult to pronounce. Well, you just call, it, just call yeah. it Chester. That's closer than Steve. So English cricket, oh, just oh, murky waters. The sort of Should racism and bullying that's going on. That's mm. Not yeah, Chester. Mm. Pujara. Pudge. 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 Yeah, like, can't you can go on something better than that? You just make something shorter. You don't have to say Steve. Why don't I just call you so a that's, You know what, what, what? That's That was Yorkshire, you said? Mm-hmm. That's on them for not having an Australian person in their ranks because he would have been able to give him a good nickname. Yeah. Would have been yeah. able to call him like Rowdy or Bluey or yeah, something yeah. like that yeah. and it wouldn't have offended him as much. Yeah. Mate, yeah. that is. Hey, go on, cunt. Yeah, he might get offended by that. <laughs> and uh, good news for Yorkshire is Bilky Stanlake is over there for the T20. Ah, oh, nice. So not for any longer form game, so he wanted to pull his own chain. Yeah, exactly. Nothing longer than five overs. Yes, that's it. So, yes, as we discussed earlier, it's a hectic round of fixtures. They're playing those five games on five consecutive Fridays, so it should be easy, Mick, for you to do your wrap-up. Just look in on a Wednesday each week and you'll be able to see what's going on. When does it start? Friday. This Friday? This Friday, 13th. Um, I have to to check it out. 
So one of the curious things that they do in Counter-Create, I won't go too much into the fixturing, we'll look at it later in the year. One of the curious things they do is, so they've got those five weeks of um, the county games, the four-day first-class games, and then they switch over to 50-over one-day games. Yeah. Yeah, a bit different to in Australia. And they have a bank of them, and they get through the um, home-and-away part of that, and then they've got um, semi-final, or quarter-finals, and semi-finals and final. But yep, yep. that's normally so, how it works. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because there's 18 teams and there's two divisions, two lots of nine. Anyway, so yeah, quarter-finals, semi-finals, final. But they finish the home and away of the 50-over comp on the 7th of June. They then go on the 9th of June into a four-day game. <laughs> right? They then, yeah. after that four-day game finishes on the... 19, 11, 12th. I'm using my fingers now. Finished on the 12th. They go to quarterfinals on the Thursday. Then on the Sunday and Monday, they have the semifinals. Yeah. Right? And so they do the quarterfinals, semifinals, a little burst of five days. Then they go back and play another four-day first-class game on the 20th. And Wednesday, then they have one day, they play a four day game have one day off and then they play another four day game on the monday the 25th of june right before having <laughs> yeah, duck. yeah before having another one day off and if you've made it through to the you won your semi final and you that you made it to the final you get one day off after that back to back four day games with one day in between yeah. and you get to play a lords final on saturday the 30th of june and all the spectators and fans have forgotten about it. Yeah. yeah well, so it does actually make you appreciate what Australia's yeah. done yeah. with their, think, like, one-day block system. Yeah, they, they have travel. I think the way, why they do it, I don't really understand why they don't just keep it in a block and just go, okay, we've finished the home and away, let's have the quarterfinal, semifinal and final. Yeah. I mm. think it's something about travelling fans. Not that the crowds are huge, but there's still a bit of a thing of, oh, well... You know, a quarter home quarter final that'll bring the fans in, so we'll give them a bit of lead up notice, oh, okay. sort of thing. Yeah, so that's why it's 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 bizarre though. It's foreign to our way of thinking to have it that interwoven style of two yeah. comps running when you so, have this Ross, block of in games. Those, yeah. In those two games, the one day in between, I yeah. really hope the second one's at some weird ass outground for all. Oh yeah, they time. are. Yeah, yeah, they are. Oh great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. piss off to the other side of the country oh, yeah, after yeah. one Position day break. as far away as possible as an yeah. eight-hour well, motorway drive to get yeah. there. Yeah. Or sleeping on the bus overnight. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Yeah, one's at Scarborough, for example. Yeah, yeah. No idea where that is. Yeah. No, I don't know. Scarborough <laughs> Fair is there. I Scarborough think. Fair. Ro- <laughs> Rosemary Parsley in Time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a little insight into... Um, county cricket and the amount of games they play and uh, the tightness of the fixturing. So yeah. Yeah, they're going, I mean, in Australia here, what do we do when we have the four-day first-class games? They'll go, one will start on a Thursday and the next one won't start till Saturday. So they have, they don't go you know, the same weekday, Friday, Friday, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. First one starts Thursday, next one Saturday. They get longer breaks. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Mm. All right, so good luck to... All the Australians involved, may your team go well. Thoughts and prayers with them, as they do. <laughs> go Middlesex. <laughs> go your team. Go my boys. Now, go sport. They, 
What are they? What's their nickname? Middlesex? Are they the Unicorns or the Crusaders or something? No, I don't I know. Know. Lost They're not the pests, not the Middlesex pests. <laughs> <laughs> the crimes. <laughs> the Middlesex offenders. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another joke that's never been done before. Yeah, yeah, we leave that uh, in-depth look at county cricket and the trials and tribulations being county cricket pro. And look at another profession, is the Indian Premier League. Yep, IPL as it's called around the track. Oh, the IPL. Yeah. Not IPA. That's a beer. The only uh, thing that I took out of this was that... um, David Willey got a late call-up to one of the teams. Did he? Yep. Uh, replacing, I believe, Patrick Cummins. Oh. What's He's got a Patrick back, back injury, would you believe? Jeez. So you'd say Willey got jerked out of county cricket to go to the IPL? <laughs> he did. That late notice. Quickly pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than my one. That was yeah. good. <laughs> Quick smart, he did. Got yeah. <laughs> thrust into the IPL. <laughs> thrust deep into the IPL. It's a hotbed in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he's going to play with passion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, look, I really don't care about the IPL. Yeah, no, um, but Pat Cummins has got a back injury. How unsurprising. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So Hot he's got spots. A, Hey, he bumped it on a coffee table. Yeah, he bumped it on a coffee table. I was, I was leading that in for you, Alex, and you just sat there and said, I don't care about IPL. <laughs> no, I couldn't think of a way to get the coffee table thing in. Oh, right. hey, you just, you just say it, you just wedge it in. Yeah, that, was, that's um, how his podcast works. You wedge it in like David Willey. You just yeah. wedge your joke in. Yeah. Yeah. You push it in hard like David Willey would. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it true that... Um, the reason he hurt his back at the coffee table was he's actually picking up one of those giant soup bowl style coffee mugs and it was yep. just too heavy ceramic soup bowl yeah, style. He, yeah. So I heard that what, when he picked it up he didn't have an oversized jumper on. Yes. So the cup slipped out of his hand <laughs> and that caused him to fall forward to try and grab it and he stumbled over and did like a forward roll and hit his back yeah. on the coffee table yeah. as he forward rolled over. Oh, exactly that will hurt. I've too, done exactly yeah. the same thing. Because yeah. Yeah. as you know, like if you follow you know health and safety rules, yeah. you have to pick up an oversized mug with an oversized um, jumper on where yeah. the sleeves are over your yes. hands. So you have yeah. to pick it up with two hands and then act like you love it. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yep, I'm glad we've gone there. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. that's probably why I didn't mention it before. Right? <laughs> mm. All right, well, um, do we have any international cricket? Just quickly, West Indies were in Pakistan for a three-game T20 series, which may not sound like much, but they toured Pakistan and it went fine. Yes. Yeah, good news. Mm. And they got absolutely smacked. So. Apparently, like I read an article about it, apparently there was fuckloads of like police uh, and security yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think it's the same. Which you're going to have to have that, like that, until people get a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't think it's the Super um, League final. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's the regular punters who are the issue, though. Nah, nah, it's not. Asian extremists. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes, well, uh, that's a very brief and quick look at international cricket. Yeah. Brings us to any listener feedback. I don't have listener feedback, but I've got um, something I'd like to uh, quickly touch on for a minute. 
Um, if if I could be allowed to have a little bit of time to have a bit no, of... No, we're right out of time. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, want to have, I was going to talk about this in National Team Talk, but we kind of didn't get to it. Yep. What the fuck is Michael Clark doing? Oh, oh, sorry, how did we up. miss yeah. this? Like, <laughs> like I, we, we'd be remiss not to fucking talk about yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah. So, <laughs> the wheels have completely fallen off the fucking wagon... And this self-indulgent, egotistical, narcissistic fucking cunt... Former captain of Australia. Former captain of Australia. Puts his hand up and goes, yeah. Oh, I could fucking captain Australia. You haven't played in four years. You haven't played yes. grade three. You haven't played T20. You haven't played anything. You you were cooked because your back's rooted and you can't do this and you can't... You couldn't pick up your fucking dog or whatever your other couldn't bullshit sit was. sit down on a plane. Yeah, you couldn't root your hot missus because your back was cooked. And then all of a sudden, oh, I could fucking play for Australia again. And then he fucking backs the truck up and goes, no, no, that's not what I did. I sent James Sutherland a fucking email and said, I'm just here to help out, whether it be mentoring the boys, playing if you need me, or even coaching the under-14s. On what planet is Michael Clark coaching fucking oh, no. under Imagine four teams? Imagine like, great, mate. Yes, number yeah. four needs a player down yeah. the road on Saturday. So oh, you can just go down I would, that's it. Like, I'd call his fucking bluff yeah. right now. I'd go, yeah, Bankstown needed under-13s yeah. coach for their fucking under thirteen. It's their third under-13s. You've got so many kids. It's yeah. all the leftover ones. I think that'd be great for you, yeah, Michael. Yeah. Off your fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> what a wanker. But, but, like, why, why would you yeah. do that? It's, it's just all about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just that's him as a human being. Yeah. That like, and then like he come out and he didn't. He didn't come out and deny it. He come out and said, "No, no, my email didn't just say that." And it's oh. like so. He clearly fucking did send it, yes. and there's clearly truth in what fucking happened. You're just trying to that fucking happened. weasel out of yeah. it. Oh, it's so bad. What sort of person? Oh. so after it happened, like as David and I have alluded to before, the mid off podcast offices. We share a building with Cricket Australia. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah, you and Dave. So Dave and I share a desk, and every now and then Sutherland will come past, and he'll put his RM William up on the desk and go, <laughs> what's, what's going good, on, what's lads? What's the good word, fellas? What's the good word, fellas? And Bull and I usually go, huh? Because he's woken us up because we were sleeping. <laughs> but um, but we actually, I took the uh, fourth, I, took, I got on the front foot when I heard about the Michael Clark thing. Yep. And I went storming into his office and said, Sutherland, I heard fucking former former players have been sending you letters. Yeah. And he's like, you're damn straight they have. Have a look at this one. And he handed one over, and I've got it right here. It says, Dear James Sutherland, how are you, my dear cunt? I've noticed the young cunts have got themselves into a little bit of bother. It reminds me of the time that Slasher McKay took his false teeth out and used them to scruff up the side of the ball. What a grand cunt he was. Anyway, on to the matter at hand. I heard you... I heard you I, I saw you had to suspend those three cunts, Bancroft, Smith, and that little cunt with the slut misses. Jesus. I would just like to take this opportunity to offer my service as Australian Test Captain. Have a good one, cunt. Yours in cricket, the invincible Neil Harvey. Uh, yeah, so, it seems like Michael Clark isn't the only one who's offered his services to uh, James Sutherland. And uh, cricket's grumpiest old man, Neil Harvey, oh. sent a carrier pigeon in as well. You know you're grumpy when you're out grumpy Ian Chappell. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, Neil Harvey's got Ian Chappell covered. It's over. By yeah. orders of magnitude. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that was just my little gag I had to slide in there, Roscoe. Yeah, oh, Neil good. Harvey's thoughts do not reflect the thoughts of the African <laughs> podcast. Do yeah, we say cunt way more than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I'm just um, just happy to see that um, there's uh, going to be cricket this year at the Cloud FM County Ground in Essex. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Cloud <laughs> FM? Is that like Hat FM? Or... <laughs> Who's on Cloud FM? Like the English answer to Kyle and Jackie O. I hope so. Well, on that note, we've come to... Oh, and I just want to time record, time stamp this, so it's 9.12pm on the 11th of April. Aaron Finch to Captain Australia in ODIs and T20 uh, this year. This year. Finchy! Whilst uh, the others are away. The mice will play, including Finchy. Yes. And you had an interesting stat, Mick, about Aaron Finch. Yeah, well, um, there was a thing, because, like, He's this whole the whole white ball specialist thing yeah. that people love to uh, lump onto Finchy and they just go oh yeah and there's a reason he he's like he's been captain of Australia and ODIs and T20 and all that stuff before because he's the you know the white ball specialist and rah 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 but there's some interesting numbers about Finchy that really surprised me when I read them and surprised a lot of other people as well. And in my infinite knowledge, I don't have them on me and can't find them. No, but so was it... in the last few years in um, Shield cricket, since 2016, I think, he's averaged 50. He's made 1,600 runs and averaged 50. And yeah, there was... He's played county yeah, cricket for the last few years and he's averaged, in those conditions, 42.97. Yeah, so it was something that conceded with... The, he had an injury or something and missed some time and come back. Yeah. And, cause he, and he admitted, he goes, when he was a young bloke, he did struggle. And he, he's average, like, if you put him into the two periods, his average in the period pre the injury or whatever the situation was is in, like, a 16 and a half or yeah, something yeah. like that. I remember that. when he first started out, he made yeah. no runs for about oh, yeah. And then when you, like, put a line through it and start after that, which yeah. is effectively the last three or four years, mm. his first class average in Australia is 50, and he's... Mm. And his county average is high. It's like 48. 42.97. Okay, there you go. So so it actually shows that this whole idea, and it's a bit like Maxwell tried to show this year in shoot cricket and got ignored, but you can't just pigeonhole these blokes. And the thing that may come out of the Smith-Warner is that, look, if you believe the numbers and if the selectors pay attention to this stuff, Finch could be a bolter. Yeah, it could be vice for, captain too for the for the home yeah, series. Yeah, like he, yeah, he's yeah. a dead set chance to be a bolter. So four two, which is yeah, which yeah. is where like Hanson can't do it, yeah. and that's the yeah. spot's open. Yeah. So I think if they give him the first couple of shield rounds to really put their name forward, and he makes some runs. Fucking stranger things have happened. I think it's highly unlikely. I I part of me says it because I, I want it to happen because I yeah. love him. Yeah. Um. Because who doesn't love? A fucking fat bloke. He just belts yeah. it. Like, what's not to love about him? It's, I was going to say, those stats are pretty amazing for a guy who doesn't move his feet at all yeah. at the start of an innings. No. And it's considered to be, like, not... Like, he's he's yeah. not what Krigner's meant to look like anymore yeah, and all this yeah. type of stuff. And the thing, too, is, like... And the reason you'll get the captaincy in those short form, like you said, Ross, is that if you watch the Renegades games and when the commentators mm. talk to him and all that, he's actually a very good short form captain and he's a, mm. he's a very good T20 captain. I think that's easy enough to transfer to OUI cricket because it's yeah. just an extended version. But I think he's, he's a little bit underrated in that sense yeah. as well. I think this is part of what we probably, what we lost when we gave Smith all the captaincies Yeah, because yeah. he's not, and I know I, I have this argument with some people all the time because they go, well, tell me why he's not cap, not a good captain. 
I just don't think he is. I just mm. there's something about when I watch him, there's something about the moves he makes, the things he does, where he doesn't seem to show any confidence yeah. in his bowling group and yeah. takes yeah, confidence away from him yeah. and that. And I think that's as a as a captain, like and I'm a very hard on your sleeve type captain. I've been known to be have to bend over and pick my hat up after a drop catch and things mm. like that. So I'm not necessarily the best but I can see when someone else does what I do badly, and he yeah, does it, and yeah. he doesn't hide his emotions at all when they do something that he doesn't like, yeah, and exactly. I think it can deflate a bowler, and I just, and sometimes his fields too, you just look at his field and go, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Yeah. So I really think, like, this absence of Smith for 12 months will give a guy like Finch the chance to put his stamp back on those sides, which he was leading for a while, it'll give him a chance to get back involved yeah. in it. It's a, it's a good point, after reading those Batting stats from the South African tribe I'd say the top six is open. Yeah. Anyone, anyone can have a bat in the top six. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Yeah. No lots the, in there. Got Tim Payne seven, too, that's about it. Yeah, and the reality too is that, like, the last test showed it, like, the Care Bear thing's not going to work. And Finch is Victorian, which means naturally he's got prick in him, so that probably wouldn't be the worst thing either. So. Yeah, just to round out this uh, episode, I, I came across uh, what I thought was an extraordinary tweet from Moises Enriquez. Ah. So, yes. Here it is. Dave Warner was the player's most vocal voice during Memorandum of Understanding negotiations. God. Reading that up. Why? Copying it from many. Now, in inverted commas, caught ball tampering, trying to selflessly advantage the fast bowling unit. Not for his own stats or personal gain. Gain. Rightly punished. But he's a team man. (laughs) And... Was that oh, so? So he boy. cheated, but like, yeah. so he actually. It's okay because bought... he didn't. He didn't. Um, he didn't. You know, match fix. So it's okay. So bef- before he, um, I actually read a bit more into this after you sent us the tweets yeah. and showed us what he'd been writing. So these tweets come after he'd been on SEN radio this morning, putting this opinion oh. out to the masses on the radio, and when questioned by the SEN guys saying that he did it for no personal gain, the SEM blokes just went straight up and went, don't you just get a bonus when you win a series or win matches? Uh, and Moises just went, oh, if you think he did this just so he can financially benefit, you're kidding yourselves. And it's like, well, no, you just said in your tweet right there that he's the guy who fought for the um, MOU, which means he would financially gain yeah. from winning test matches. It's a long bow, but it's an interesting, yeah, yeah. it's a well, different way to, point. Yeah, yeah, it's a different way to look at it. Yeah. And the, yeah, and he's and he then he went to SCN. He also talked. Uh, it was all on SCN this morning, and then he backed over it with these tweets because he just was getting hammered uh, yeah, by yeah. SCN listeners on Twitter. So that's when all the tweets started coming out yeah, as yeah. well, talking about how selfless Warner is and rah rah. rah and, yeah, he might be, but yeah. he still cheated. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and, that, and then he's like, you know, oh, you know, there's one, there's and it's, it's and it's the point Davey makes, which I kind of agree with. Well, he goes, there's two types of cheating. It's cheating for personal gain, which is match-fixing and trying to lose, not necessarily win. And there's cheating, trying to win, which is what these guys did. It's the lesser of two evils, but it's still an evil. And that's the fucking point. So, like, no matter how much you want to fight against it and people want to say rah, 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 yes, they're cheaters. They're cheaters. You can't unlabel them that because they cheated. It's that simple. Like, same as Warnie's a drug cheat. People don't want to hear it, and he's a legend. He's a legend. He took, you know, what he's the greatest bowler ever. He's still a drug cheat, and he yeah. still spent twelve months on the sideline, which probably extended his career anyway, made made him who he was. Yeah. But you can't un you can't be unpainted with that brush, and they're just gonna have to learn to deal with it. Was it the worst thing that's ever happened? Fuck no, it's yeah. not. 
but it happened. Like, Faf's a fucking... Faf's a ball tamper. He's a cheat. Yeah. Mike Athlon ball tampered. He's a cheat. Yeah. The reality of it is, is they're all cheats. It's just these three, because Australia got up in arms because they're fucking idiots, the Australian public. <laughs> and... And James Sutherland said, well, I want to keep my job, so I'll pander to all these people, and went way, way over the top. And it was like, um, we are talking to Bull about it the other day. We're in the middle of the Commonwealth Games in Australia now. Apart from Moises Enriquez talking about this right now, yeah. no one else is talking about the ball tampering anymore. No one fucking cares. Yeah. You could have given them a six-month ban. They could have come back for the first test, and no one would fucking care. Yeah, it would have been brought up for the first test, yeah. and then after that, they wouldn't have been yeah. spoken about again. Because yeah, everyone's, like everyone's focused on the uh, young Irish AFL bloke that bit another player. Yes. And what did he get? Three fucking weeks. Three weeks he got for biting someone. But I think CA have banned him from playing cricket for yeah, 12 yeah. months. Yeah, so. yeah, he's not cricket. The word was after he bit him, he sandpapered the wound to make it worse, <laughs> so he got 12 months. Poured salt on it. <laughs> Something good has come out of this series. Cricket South Africa and Cricket Australia have just got together and decided to name the trophy that the two countries play for in future test series as the Stairwell Sandpaper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is not my work. This is the work of a very ta- talented person on Cricket Info, but it's very, very telling. I'll finish with two things here. Our sympathies are with Vernon Philander, who is the victim of perhaps the most boring and visionless hack in, the, in history this yes. month. Having apparently gone through all the trouble of gaining illicit access to Philander's Twitter handle, the hacker only proceeded to post a mildly accusatory tweet directed at Steve Smith. He or she had not even the gall to post a picture of Philander's genitals as the hackers (laughs) who hacked Ian Botham's and Kumar Sangakara's accounts had once done. Uh, Sangakara, that's cool. Yeah, Sangakara, didn't know that one. Uh, I didn't know Sangakara either. Andrew Fidel Fernando, and we'll finish with this one. An avalanche of ineptitude. Just how did Australia wind up in this black hole of ignominy? It took a series of worsening decisions, each more stupid than the last. First there was the lower middle order collapse. Then they lost five wickets for 25 to give South Africa a sizable lead. Then the resolution to cheat, along with the entrusting the cheating to a junior member of the side. This was followed by the stunning failure to cheat successfully, despite being armed with sandpaper, a material specifically designed to change the texture of a hard surface, such as the outside of a cricket ball. Then being caught on camera, pretending at first that that only a black cloth was used, then claiming it was sticky tape before finally the truth was revealed and sackings, bans and resignations ensued. Australia were like a man who gambled away his savings, tried to rob a bank, forgot to cover his face, got spooked by the surveillance cameras, made a dash for the exit and knocked himself out on the glass. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very I've got one last comment. I know you're going to finish up. I've got one last comment to put the bans into perspective. Michael Tyson bit off half of Evander Holyfield's ear and got banned for 15 months. Wow. wow. Yeah. You can't get that ear back, can you? <laughs> yeah, that ear's not get coming that back. Sandpaper back either. Um, <laughs> well, at, at the one hour 30 mark, that brings Jesus. us to a close. Yes. This has been the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. You can find us on all major social media and podcasting platforms on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook and Twitter at Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. You can find us on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Until uh, next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. See you, Roscoe. See ya. See ya. Outro. Hit it.